Welcome to the Emblem Support Podcast. I am Ordo Hellman Gloucester, and he is Cardwiz Von Eyre. Build an army, trust no one except for us. This is the Emblem Support Podcast, and as great nobles of the Fire Emblem universe like ourselves, we have to take pleasure in the finer things in life, wouldn't you agree? Indeed. In fact, as we talk right now, I'm sipping a cup of tea. My pinky is up. How's it going, man? Yeah, it's going very well. I must say that I am enjoying, I hope that the audience and yourself are enjoying the very smooth and nobility nature to my voice, because I have gone out of my way to purchase a new microphone, but there is a slight story behind that, if you not mind me indulging. No, oh, please, go ahead. I ended up getting the money for this microphone by turning in a game that I recently played. And it was a game that I, I was sad to turn in, but unfortunately, for the sake of the podcast and for my wallet, it had to be done. I recently purchased and completely played through AI, the Somnium Files. Oh, Are you familiar that? with the title? Uh, I've heard I've heard a couple things about it, and I've seen a couple of people play it on my Switch playlist. What is it? It's a game that was made by the creators of the Zero Escape series that we've talked about previously on the podcast. I recently played through that a couple of months ago and greatly enjoyed it and decided to follow on with the creator's new game. And it is very similar where you've got a crazy story with twists and turns with a few little... It, while that game had puzzle elements to it, like escape room puzzle elements to it, this game delves into going into people's dreams and sort of solving many puzzles there, but depending on how you solve the puzzle, it can interpret the dream in different ways. And that's how they branch the story in that game. I had a very... Yes. Why did you tell me that they made another game? I just beat Zero Time Dilemma. (laughs) Well, you've got another game to play, and I highly recommend this game. The biggest difference between it and the Zero Escape, besides the gameplay elements I just talked about, this game has a lot more humor to it. Like, the game's 999, Zero Time Dilemma, and uh, crud, Virtue's the Last second Reward. one, Virtue's Last Rewards. Like, those ha- all have very serious stories and take them pretty seriously. It's like 90 to 95% serious, if I remember correctly. This game, it does have a serious story about murder and victims' eyes being ripped out. But it is incredibly jokey. Like, for just an example to show you what kind of game this is, the main character, uh, Date, who you play, he has an AI uh, eyeball, and that AI is super snarky with him and all that fun stuff. And the AI, whenever there's trouble around, the AI will point out, hey, look on the ground. It's a porno magazine. Date will scream, porno mag and then he'll get like three times speed and strength (laughs) (laughs) because his eyeball knows that whenever Date gets excited he just gets stronger and faster it it does all sorts of weird things like that the game is very very anime very Japanese but it's just very fun I thought it had a very good English voice acting to the game I love the mystery to the game. I love the twists and turns, both the humorous and the dark ones, because like the Zero Escape series, the game does get dark. I had a, a fantastic 20 hours with the game, but unfortunately, there, I don't think there's much replay value, so I decided 
I have, for the sake of my wallet, I need to turn this in and get myself a microphone or something to spend the money on. Yeah, well, as, as I just said, I had I finally beat uh, Zero Time Dilemma, which is the third game in the Zero Escape series, which is, it's a fantastic game. I I was looking at my, I was actually looking at my playtime for it, and I actually think I spent more time with Virtue's Last Reward than I did this game. I I mean, I... Virtue's Last Reward was huge. That was that was the definitely the biggest of the three escape room games. Yeah, I easily I think I clocked in around forty two hours if I'm if I'm thinking about it right, and then Zero Time Dilemma. Uh, I only got like twenty five hours. Still, full good games, but uh, I really love the Zero Escape series. But one thing I noticed is that as the games went along, it became less about the puzzles and more about the story, and that's not necessarily a bad thing because I like the weird story and all the crazy characters that came along with it. Just like the first game was mostly escape rooms with a little bit of story. Uh, Virtue's last reward was a whole lot more story and fewer escape rooms. And then uh, zero time dilemma again, much more focus on the story and AI, the Somnium files also continues that trend. It is a whole lot more story, a whole lot of clicking around rooms, examining objects as this, the story goes along the, the guy wants seems to want to write more visual novel style games with mini game elements to it, and honestly, I'm okay with that because these stories are crazy and I like it. Yeah, same here, same here. Uh, anything else that you've been playing or checking out? Yes, uh, with the sixty dollar game that I bought, I turned it in and bought a fifty dollar microphone, but I still had ten dollars left to spend. So I went to my local retro game store and I bought myself a couple of Game Boy Advance games including the one I've been playing the most, Yu Yu Hakusho Tournament Tactics. Wait, what? Heck yeah, I'm playing Game Boy Advance games right now. I'm on a bit of a retro kick. Well, let let me tell you about this Game Boy Advance game called uh, Golden Sun The Lost Age. You'll love it. Please love it. (laughs) Please. please. Carters, please. 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 Yeah. I'll I'll get back to playing Golden Sun again someday. (laughs) What is it? But you said Yu Yu Hakusho. Is it a you said it's a tactics game like Final Fantasy Tactics or Fire Emblem? Very similar to closer to Final Fantasy Tactics with just like with how the grid works and how the characters move across the field. Like the, with the isometric map that you have in uh, Final Fantasy Tactics, the tactics are not nearly as deep. There's no like classes. You just get the. It, it's based on the Dark Tournament Saga. If you know that arc of the anime Yu Yu Hakusho. So you've got the five main fighters and you've also got uh, five more side characters that you can join and you level them up. They learn new skills as you level them up. You fight a, so many just random, oh, you're going to fight a blue ram demon. You're going to fight a gray octopus demon that spits radioactive snot at you. You're going to fight a minotaur. A lot of just random demon killings without with barely touching on the story stuff, but it it's a solid little tactical game. I, and because I love you, Hakusho, I'd like it a lot more. It's probably like a three out of five game, but because I love you, Hakusho, I'd rank it up to like a four. Because I just, it's a very simple tactics game with a you, Hakusho skin, and that makes me happy. You, uh, you excited for that new OVA that's coming out? Insanely excited. You, Hakusho, is the my first favorite anime, so I'm excited for more from that world it's it's a it's a universe that could do with a lot more stuff with it but the guy never went back to it 
So I'm happy about those OVAs. I cannot wait for them to get translated. Hopefully they have the same voice actors because I love the voice acting cast of Yu Yu Hakusho. I mean, before we turn this into the Yu Yu Hakusho podcast, I will say that I always loved Kurama and that rose whip that he had. That was the coolest thing. Uh, it was so cool. And just like the way he would just outsmart the opponents, but still do like some of those cruelest, um, not necessarily evil, but like the way he would kill people was just so twisted in a way if you really thought about it wasn't there the one where he like implanted a rose seed inside a guy and like it he made the rose seed like grow or something yes he planted a death plant inside of a guy and basically paralyzed him and then killed him <laughs> while it exploded then there is also in in the next major arc of the anime called chapter black he uh murdered a child and he also uh strapped someone to a, a tree that would make them have nightmares for all of eternity. Kurama had some twistedness to him. I one day need to go back and visit that series. I just got too much on my plate right now. But as I said, we're not a Yu Yu Hakusho podcast. We're a Fire Emblem podcast. And we're not going to go too heavy, I think, on any like big major subject. But what was interesting that came out in the time that between the, the two episodes, or the part one and part two of last uh last chapter was the confirmation of dlc that will be coming out for fire emblem three houses yes we didn't talk about it last time because like it had just leaked and there were still some sort of like how valid is this but nothing's come out to say that it's not true so yeah it was it was it was was literally like we were about to uh, it was like an hour or so before we were about to record i'm like do we really want to talk about this because there were still there, like you said, there was conflicting stuff going around, like, oh, well, you know, it's not confirmed, or so we felt, hey, let's hold off and, you know, chat about it when we actually have, you know, something to sink our teeth into. And it turns out it was actually, you know, confirmed. Yes, uh, Serenus Forest has a nice translation of the leak that came out from a Famitsu article, so... And like always, we will put that link in the description. So shall we dive in on Wave 3 and Wave 4 of the planned Fire Emblem Three Houses DLC? So we'll start off for the, it's called uh, the free DLC. It says new playable unit, Yuritsa. And it says certain routes only. New support conversations, presumably featuring Yuritsa. New activities and new online features. What do you think about Yuritsa? I'm excited to finally learn more about this character. I haven't finished Blue Lions yet, so maybe they actually do get more into his story, but I kind of doubt it that it'll be satisfactory at least. But I, he's like the mysterious character. He's the masked character who doesn't really say anything. It's just like, if you're going to have him in the game, let us know at least a little bit about him. And if it has to be through DLC, fine. Please, just tell me more. Yeah, I had the... I felt the same way because it's like, what? What's the deal with this guy with the mask? And then he just vanishes, and it's just like, well, I, uh, all right, bye, I guess. Oh yeah, he was probably the Death Knight. Bye. Wait, what? What? Lysithia is already dancing on his grave. <laughs> Dark spikes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so looking at this, well, breaking down the next one where I said uh, new convert, new support conversations, and it says presumably Yuritsa. I actually thought, you know, what if it wasn't Yurita, but it was um, the father. What's his name? Geralt. Because, like, I think I said this a couple episodes ago where, like, you get those kind of yes to no decisions. And if you pick one, you get, like, the up arrows in Geralt's picture as if he would actually have a support. But he doesn't have support. So I was like, well, maybe maybe we'll finally get Geralt support to figure out what his deal is. Yeah, I would assume there's some sort of hidden support bonus with him for something, but 
I've never seen anything about that. So it'd be cool to get some support with him so we can actually learn just a little bit more about him and your relationship with you, like your past. What have you been doing the past 20, whatever years, however old Byleth is? Uh, new activities and new online features. I mean, I don't really know anything about that. But after that, we go to the paid DLC, which we get new playable unit, Anna. New of course, mon- Anna's paid DLC. Of course. You can't get Anna for free, baby. Come on now. New monastery facilities, new online features, Anna and Yuritsa paralog. And I don't know if that's like an an Anna paralog and a Yuritsa paralog, or if it's Anna and Yuritsa together, because some characters in this game do have paralogs together. I really hope it's just individuals. I don't want them to just randomly say like, oh, Anna and Yuritsa have this detailed backstory and that's why they have to have this one story fight together uh let it just be individual ones please yeah we also got uh, new quests around 10 new activities which would mean asana asana's coming ladies and gents and there's going to be a quest about it and we're going to have to go around and find towels for everyone or something oh it's going to be it's going to be it's going to be great we're going to have to awkwardly sit with 61-year-old 60 S-supported Gilbert. <laughs> uh, playing with dogs and cats. Yes. Thank you. But remember, this is the paid DLC section. So I have paid for this. I, As a noble, I have the privilege of petting and playing with dogs and cats. You, as a filthy casual, do not get that chance. Cruel. The Von, <laughs> Iyer, the Von Iyers are cruel. Hey, but I've Indeed. seen I've seen what happens to the Von Iyer's hairline, so uh, good luck with that. How, how dare you? <laughs> and it says we got new costumes, maid, butler, and more. And we have new battalions of maids and butlers. The first thing I thought about when it said maid and butler, I was like, oh my god, I can make Lorenz a butler. I need to commission someone of Virian and Jacob doing like the fusion dance pose and then be- and yeah and then becoming Lorenz. Let's wait till the official butler outfits are revealed so we can make that more canon. Yeah, I I just I mean as far as new costumes go, I hope the new costumes are going to be better than like the volleyball or sleepwear outfits that they come out with. I was like those really don't look good at all. Yeah, the the outfits haven't been great. Hopefully we just just more of them. If you're if they're not going to be great, just throw like a hundred of them at us so we can have our choice of the mediocre costumes, but I don't know. I don't, well, I don't know. I don't know if I said this before, but I kind of wish they would go the tells route, which like you could have like old character costumes. So like you could have, um, I don't know. You could have like Claude wearing Hector's outfit or something like that. Uh, to go a little bit further, I wish it did more of what the recent Tales games have done with the accessories, and to be like, oh, I want to walk around with a, a dragon on my shoulder, just hanging out with me. I want to. Be, by, I want to wear silly glasses and I want to have a band-aid on my nose. I, <laughs> let me go over the top with the silliness if we're going to include it, please. I would look like dead franchises like Klonoa. <laughs> I, don't, I, well, I, I, hey, so, I don't even really know what Klonoa is. Like some kind of cat thing? I don't know. I don't know. It's cat. Let us dress up as Sergeant Frog. That's in Vesperia. <laughs> But yeah, that will close out the Wave uh, 3 DLC. I don't remember when this actually drops. I do know that Wave 4 will drop, like, April 30th of 2020. Wave 3 is scheduled. It was... The announcement of Waves Back was for December 31st, but then again, the Wave 2 DLC was announced for October 31st, and that came out a month early. Oh, maybe they're ahead of schedule, then. I, I hope so. That'd be nice if we can get... 
if we got all the DLC out by the by the before the new year, oh my goodness, let that happen. Yeah, that would be nice. But, but sadly, that's probably not going to happen as Wave Four is scheduled for April thirtieth, twenty twenty. Yeah, so let's take a look at this for Wave Four's paid DLC. There's no uh, free DLC this time, so don't don't know if this is just something that's if there hasn't been free DLC planned or if this is all just preliminary stuff. I, I, again, don't know all all the details from the Famitsu leak. So first one is going to be uh, side story, abyss mode, which that sounds weird. The way that's worded is so weird. Just like I call me crazy, but what didn't they say? A while back, there was going to be a fourth difficulty option. Wouldn't this be it, if that's it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think in Heroes, like, the fourth, like, difficulty is called Abyssal. Yeah, but the, the fact that, that this article is translated into a side story, maybe it's not translated perfectly. Forgive me, Serenus Force, if I'm wrong about that. But uh, that, that's such a weird wording. It makes me very confused. Yeah, I mean, some of these translations do say tentative translations beside them, so like, it could be one of those type things. Anyways, but we got new playable characters, Juris, Balthazar, Constanz, and Javi. I look forward to uh, more characters. Yay. I'm just curious, are they going to be transfer students? Are they going to be students who were here the whole time? We just never saw them. Are they going to be professors, traveling mercenaries? What are they to, what are they to me? Let me have an emotional attachment already to these names that leaked that weren't supposed to be leaked. Well, there actually are four crests that are like, like I have it on the steelbook case, and there's actually like I think, well, not there's not four. There's uh, there's there five, five. Yeah, they're like covered crests. up. Yeah, but there are, but they are actually uh, crest stone items that actually do represent those crests. I actually have a theory about this, and we'll get to this when we get to the playthrough part. Um, since there are four characters here, uh, so the next one is again new support conversations. Obviously, Probably these new characters. Yes. Yeah. Uh, new monastery facilities, which I don't... I'm trying to think of, like, what other areas of the monastery are there. Maybe we'll be able to further explore, like, the, uh, like, the stables. Because, like, when you go up those right set of staircase, there's a bunch of boxes blocking you off from a small alleyway. Maybe there's something super special hidden in there. Maybe you'll be able to explore the third floor more because you barely get to explore that in the story across it. Or maybe you'd be actually able to explore the tomb. That'd be nice. Because you can only go... Oh, wait. <laughs> I almost spoiled something from New Game Plus. <laughs> but you know you know what I'm talking about. I know you, what you're talking about. There's just, the, there's just that one section, but you can look out and see like the whole thing. Uh, new online features. New classes for them. New enemy monsters. New hero relics, probably related to the uh, four characters and p- the potential of... Um, the four crests, I'm sorry, the five crests that, that we can't see. Uh, new paralogs, new quests, new battalions, new gambits, and new com- new costumes for both the Byleths and Sothis. Sad we're not getting even more costumes because, as I said before, I'll just go over the top of that sort of thing. But, hey, we're getting more stuff. I'm very excited about the new classes because some of those master classes I'm not the biggest fans of. It feels like swordsmen get completely screwed over. In this one, it feels like axe users are a little a slightly hosed over. Oh, axe users! Axe users aren't bad because they can switch over to. Um, oh my god, I can't think of what it is. It, it feels like the brawling is element is under really underdeveloped. Just they could do some more stuff. One thing with like the exploring of the monastery facilities, I really hope there's a way 
that'll make it easier for Byleth to level up horses flying in armor because that's just a pain in the butt without having to spend renown points on new game plus. Yeah, I mean, that's mostly what I've been doing is trying to raise everyone's like riding capability. Yeah, it'd be nice to just make it easier to level up those things. But uh, I don't know, that's just me throwing out there, throwing stuff out there against the wall. Overall, I, I look as a paying member of the DLC community. I'm very excited to welcome this into my life. You can stay away from that. You since you do not have the nobility to good nobility, good common sense to purchase this DLC. Don't don't treat me like this. I'm not a noble of a lower house like Ingrid. <laughs> she she's like she's like I'm a noble but I'm poor. It's like oh oh now, me poor Ingrid. But but myself, Yoris, Balthazar, Constance and Javi, we, we'll all be partying over here and Anna. She she's bringing the drinks. So But I can still talk to Anna. You can still talk to Anna. You can still hang out with Jurice. Enjoy hanging out with that masked guy. Oh, uh, yes. Yuritsa. Why does he talk like that? Well, yeah, we're fine. Fight out. me. Fight me. I'm Yuritsa. That's what those supports are for. That's what the paralogue is for. Maybe we'll figure out his deal. Maybe it'll be satisfying. It probably won't be, though. Oh, I'm so hoping. I'm looking forward to it. I'm just, I'm so glad that this game's still being supported and it's still being, you know well received like i don't think i've seen anyone say anything negative about the game as a whole i've heard like the minor nitpick complaints but overall i haven't seen anyone who outright actually disliked it yeah this isn't like a fate split or a a radiant dawn split or an awakening split like you usually have with these games i will say like so far the dlc has been kind of lackluster as much as i love the volleyball uniforms what they're showing here in the wave three and wave four does seem a little bit more substantial, a little bit more worth my money. I mean, honestly, was it even worth it to call Wave 1 a wave? It was just, oh, here's an officer's uh, uniform for the two Byleths. All right, bye. Uh, but I got I got a cool hat, though. That hat is cool. It makes you look like, uh, what's his name from Shimigami Tensei? Raido. Uh, Raido. Uh, that wasn't who I was thinking of, but... Uh, Naoto? Oh, yeah, her too, yeah, yeah. That, that's who I was thinking of. I think right. I think the game that Rido's in is. Uh, I think it's like before that game, release wise. Anyways, the games that no one really ever played. <sighs> Atlas back in the day was something else. Hey, uh, Atlas, you want to hurry up with that uh, Persona Five Scramble and Persona Five Royale? You want to want to give me some of that, please? Just saying, just saying. I I needs it. I I, I needs it. I got the shakes. Well, card was. I think that's gonna be it for DLC. We, like I said, we didn't want to go too heavy on something this time, since the we're still we're still somewhat in the beginning parts of the playthrough. But we're not gonna jump to that just yet, as card was has picked out a support for us to do. Indeed, in honor of Wave Three and Wave Four of the DLC, including the maid and butler outfits, which I'm sure are gonna get used. I will say I'm probably going to use it on my two worst characters and have them be the servants to my volleyball team as we make our <laughs> advance onto state. Sorry to do, you're about to be a butler. Uh, in honor of this development, I for my support, I have chosen everyone's favorite butler and everyone's favorite maid from a support that I honestly had never read before I picked it. Jacob and Felicia from Fire Emblem Fates. In this support, I'm going to attempt to do a bad British accent because Jacob is sort of a British-inspired former former noble. So, uh, here's hoping it goes well. <clears throat> too slow. Much too slow, Felicia. You cannot afford to be so careful. The tea is going cold. 
uh, I'm sorry, Jacob. Okay, I, I've set all the snacks on the table. All that's left is... Oh, no! I'm impressed, Felicia. Impressed with how you serving snacks resulted in an overturned table. I'm sorry. All you have to do is pull tea and present the snacks. Is it really that hard? I, ju- I, I got flustered and tried to hurry. <sighs> Never mind. I'll prepare everything. Please, Jacob, let me help, at least help. Your help will only slow me down. Please just stand over there and watch. <sighs> Understood. Poor Felicia. Uh, so clumsy and Jacob's so mean. He's such a jerk. Jacob did nothing wrong. Oh, by the way, speaking of who I'm going to put in the butler outfit, it's going to be, it's going to be Lorenz. Same voice, <laughs> same voice actor as Jacob. True. It has to be. Uh, so far, the sea sport, it seems okay. You get to know a little bit about the characters, their traits, their tropes. So we've got a base. we got a base set. No, nothing wrong with that, terribly, as we move on to the bee support. All right, that looks like enough snacks. Felicia, are you preparing a snack tray? Jacob, I, I didn't see you there. I was, uh, I was just practicing. I want to be as good as you are at this. I thought that practicing whenever I could might help me improve. That is unlikely. What? Why would you say something so horrible to me? It's the truth. Practicing without feedback or instruction will not take you far. Gunter taught me everything that I knew. It was hellish, but I learned well. If not for him, I'd burn water and spill snacks left and right. You and Gunter are both very strict in teaching me, though. Won't that help me learn the skills I need? That's true. We are quite strict. You may finally learn. I'd say maybe fifty years from now. In fifty years? That's so much time. Felicia, this is really important. Can you not tell the difference between good tea and bad tea? Well... Come now. Tea is a very subtle drink. To make it well, you have to be able to determine what good and bad tea is. I'll be perfectly honest, I, I can't. I am not surprised. This is at the core of why you always make such incredibly unpleasant tea. <laughs> Jacob, please teach me. I want to learn how to make wonderful tea. I suppose I have no choice but to mentor you now. Really? We'll begin right away. Pour me a cup of your best attempt at tea. Okay, I'll, I'll do my best. <laughs> I just, I love the rapport together. It's like, Jacob kind of keeps his typical kind of like jerky attitude, but in the, it, there's kind of like a, I want to say like a weird sincerity to it. it. He He's a very blunt character and he's being honest with Felicia. He's saying what he thinks, I guess what he thinks she needs to hear. Don't know how much of a jerk he's being on purpose, but Felicia's has problems as a maid with, with taking care of food and drinks, so he's going to help her out. Yeah, I mean, and one thing you also have to realize is that Felicia, Jacob, and Flora have basically known each other since they were kids. Because Jacob was actually brought in, and yes, I know a lot about Jacob, one of my favorite characters. Uh, Jacob was basically brought in as a kid, and Felicia was, sorry, spoilers here, along with Flora. They're actually being sort of held hostage so that the Ice Tribe will cooperate, and they've actually been there since they were kids, too. So, there's probably that kind of camaraderie there really i i i've forgotten so much about fates and i just from these sports i would not have guessed these people had known each other longer than when they were added to the army i could i, I could i could go on with all the jacob stuff i know <laughs> you do know a lot and let's let's move on to the a sport like b sport was okay well we're continuing the storyline let's see how it goes uh, jacob 
Jacob! What's with all the noise, Felicia? I, uh, I made you some tea to try. Here. This is your doing? Indeed. All by myself. Stop stalling and sip it before it cools down. If you insist. Well, what do you think? It's surprisingly good. I knew it. I knew I could do it. I don't know what to say. I did not think you could. You were even remotely capable of this. I'm just as surprised as you are. Seconds, please. What? What? Uh, I'm sorry, Jacob. I, I, I don't think I quite heard you correctly there. I would like a second cup, please. Of course, uh, but I only made one cup. I'll have to make more. Please, give me a little time. Almost done. You're taking so long. I could have done several tasks in this amount of time. <laughs> My apologies. I just wanted to make sure I, I got it right. It's all thanks to you that I can do this. I never gave up. You never gave up and kept guiding me in the right direction. I really am grateful to you. Okay, you're welcome. Whatever. Pour the tea. Oh, uh, of course. Here you go. Drink up. Oh, jeez. Ew, that is awful. What? But, uh, ow. Apparently the tea you created for was merely a fluke. Oh. You clearly need training. Clearly I am going to have to be even stricter. I suppose so. <laughs> I, I don't love how that ends. I, I, I think that's a weird vibe. A, a slightly creepy, slightly off-putting vibe, but uh, up till then it was okay. Yeah, it's a little goofy, it's a little weird, but it's not so bad. Not compared to, say, Niles and Felicia, where off the bat he's just innuendo, innuendo, innuendo. I, this could have been worse, but oh, wait, wait a second, there's a there's an S support here. Oh boy. Let's see where this let's see where this goes. Oh no, 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 no! Really, Felicia, again? I'm, I'm sorry, Jacob, I, I lost my balance and... I am beginning to think there's no cure for how clumsy you are. I'm, I'm really sorry... I've never felt so powerless as a mentor. I wish I could do more to teach you. It's not your fault. No, it is. It is about time I accept that and act accordingly. You don't mean... Are are you quitting as my mentor? You you can't do that. Please, don't abandon me. I didn't say anything about quitting. I just said I had to act accordingly. Don't know what you mean. Felicia, I think the only solution for me is to stay stay by your side for as long as I can. I will spend the rest of my life mentoring you. Together? For life? I'll, I'll definitely have time to improve then. I, I'm glad. I suppose we'll need to get married as well if I am to remain with you forever. What? I, I don't want you to marry me out of obligation. It's only mentoring. Without real love, it's not a true marriage at all, really. Again, you're putting words into my mouth. This isn't out of obligation at all. Do you understand? I want to do this, Felicia. I love you. Jacob, were you only pretending that my tea was awful all along? Was that actually an excuse to spend more time with me? Gods, no. Your tea is truly a nightmare. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Such a romantic. (laughs) Oh, sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Let me do that one again. Gods, no. Your tea is truly a nightmare. But I think together we can wake from it <laughs> i'm sorry i lost it during that last line <laughs> funny but dear lord that's the least romantic s support i could imagine like it's worse than some of the ones where it's like from the ones from awakening where it's like here have this ring you've never have you ever read jacob and camilla no i haven't that's a train wreck all the way through anyway so let's talk about this it's funny
that <laughs> there is enough funny there that it keeps it from being an absolute disaster. Yeah. But dear lord, I it it feels like these characters have no chemistry together and I it's weird that it's like, oh yes, I'd love you. I'm proposing marriage so I can spend the rest of my life with you and teach you how to make tea. It just seems like the least romantic way to say something is possible. And I I guess it's kind of funny, but it's just like, I, I'm not a huge fan. It's a little sad too, because the person that actually loves Jacob, Flora, her twin sister, has no supports with Jacob at all. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Oh, it's uh, so sad. Super sad. Uh, I probably, out of the scale of one to five, I'd probably say this is like a three, maybe like a two and a half, but oh. Th- this wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be, considering like going in like, oh, this is a, it's a Fates support. Oh boy. But it, it was okay. There was enough there that made me smile. Yeah, I just wish that they had more like, like you said, kind of like chemistry with each other and they kind of maybe went to their backstory a little bit. Of how they know each other. Most yeah, of like, there's like most of Jacob's backstory stuff that I brought up earlier is like stuff that I know from like Flora. Just in all four of these support conversations, until he says the words "I love you," I get no inclination that either of these people really like each other. Like I get the sense that Felicia respects Jacob, but I get no feeling from either of them just from this writing. Yeah, and you see, he really just seems like more annoyed than anything. Uh, but again, could have been worse. Yeah. With that said, I guess we'll move on to the Blue Lions. Part one: White Cloud, Blue Sea Moon. The goddess is right of rebirth. But last time when we left off, we found an assassination letter because everyone just carries those around. Basically detailing uh, an assassination plot against Lady Rhea during the Rite of Rebirth. And uh, during this, we're introduced into Shamir. I love Shamir. She's great! Uh, The Critbub goddess. And she has some kid with her. We're not talking about him. He's terrible. Oh, poor Cyril. Yeah, I should say here that I have paper notes because I forgot to type mine. I never had the time to type mine up, so if you hear paper rustling, that's what that sound is. Uh, Things get super serious as we plan to spring into action. We've met with Seth, who's relying on us to secure the locations that are lacking in defense around the monastery. Everything is tense until Flane tells us how worried Seth Seth is for us. It embarrasses him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because, like, like I said, everything's so tense, and then like, so this like Flane, I said that in confidence. <laughs> Uh, it's at this point, it's like, okay, I'm starting to finally warm up to, to this guy. You're not as much of a jerk as I thought you were. We, we also talked to Dimitri a little bit and he says that he thinks that this might be a fake plot and we have to go on a quest to find all the red marks on a mini map to determine who the, what the true goal of this, of this month is. Yeah. It's interesting because you go over to several characters and like, there's definitely a lot of red herrings. But the only person who's actually right on the money is Felix. <laughs> Felix is not a very trusting person. That is, he, he will tend to look for the worst in people, and in this case, he's kind of right. He hits it on the head. He's like, I think it's Yuritsa because Yuritsa's blade's been... like He says something about the way he's handling his blade, like it's more impulsive or it's, you know, more something. I think other red herrings were Shamir, Gilbert... 
Oh yeah, Gilbert showed up. Forgot to introduce him. He's here. Gilbert shows up, but I think that the thing you're thinking of doesn't happen until chapter six. Oh, is it? Yes. I have my pages out of order. I am so sorry, ladies and gentlemen, and Carlos. It's cool. We we still have to go around collecting red check marks at the monastery to say like, oh, there are valuables hidden in the tomb and stuff like that. At the end, you can find out. Uh, you ha- you talk with your classmate to determine that it is not the cafeteria that they're planning on invading. It is the Holy Tomb. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> apologies. Like I said, apologies. Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Professionals, baby. Uh, so we're tasked <laughs> with guarding the Holy Mausoleum. Mausoleum. Turns out the enemy is after the Casket of Saros. Um, Dimitri questions if they're as- if they're actually after her bones. Ew. Why would they be after her bones? That's weird. Hmm. But we still have a month before we actually get to the actual mission. We've still got to roam around the monastery. As we roam around, we can talk to Kaspar, and he teaches about teaches us about the arena, where I sent Ash, and he was a sword lord and killed everyone. I, I had to do that to help him get over the fact that he I had him kill his father figure. But, and I think killing people in the arena helped out. Ash's in good shape. What's, what's actually nice about this is, like, Ash is still kind of upset about this, too. Like, it's not something that just happened and then, oh, he never mentions it again. No, he's still kind of like, you know, I don't understand why all this happened, you know? Yes, he he, he checked on the rest of his family. The rest of his family is okay. But it, it's good to see that things are not just quickly brushed over. I'm very happy about that. Also this month, we have a mission where lorenz and ferdinand von eyer teach us the noble ways of tea i'm sorry who ferdinand von eyer is what what is he is he like a i don't he's a noble oh you mean ferdinand von eyer yes well ferdinand von eyer and lorenz team up on a quest to teach us the ways of tea which can help increase our charm and increase support points with characters we want to do that with have you ever have have you ever had tea with Lorenz? Uh not I believe I have. I don't remember off the top of my head. <laughs> when any like most most of the characters when they're just sitting there, they got the kind of like their hands on the table or like maybe there's an elbow on the table. Lorenz has both of his hands over his crossed legs and just rocking back and forth <laughs> until you <laughs> until you select you know, serve tea. <laughs> uh, so that's the noble way I'm supposed to be drinking tea. I'm doing it wrong. <laughs> I love Lorenz. The rest of this month, I spent doing some battles because I wanted to make sure I could get everyone up to level 10 so I could hopefully uh, level up some people. And I used my paid DLC powers to do one of the DLC yellow explanation point levels on a new map. Are you jelly? Oh. <laughs> yes, I managed to do a bunch of fight a bunch of people who were like three levels higher than me, but. It was a very good source of experience points, and just like after that one battle, I had everyone up to level 10, basically. I have been working on my, not exactly a horse emblem team, but I've gotten a number of people like on horses now. Good. I've got uh, my, I think I told you last time, my plan of the Pegasus trio. It's going to be Byleth, Annette, and Ingrid. We're going to ride Pegasus Knights. We're going to do triangle attacks all day. It's going to be awesome. I've got Ingrid on the Pegasus. Almost got Annette there. She's almost ready to do that. I should have her ready by the end of the, these chapters. My Ingrid is actually turning out to be very tanky, both on magic and in defense. Yes, my Ingrid is proving to be one of my better units. Like right now, my Ingrid and my Ingrid Ash and Mercedes are my MVPs right now, outside of uh, Byleth and Dimitri. But I'm trying not to 
let them get all the glory. I'm kind of stuck in this weird loop where I I keep thinking, well, maybe I should make Ingrid the dancer because she'll get like plus. I think it's that. I think it's like a skill like plus ten sword avoid or something like that. Yes, she could be the dancer, but then she also gets magic attacks, and I, her magic stat isn't very high for me, so that would be kind of a waste. So I'm not really sure if I should just make one of my existing magic users a dancer or what. It is a nice little bonus to have that a good magic user as a dancer, but personally, the, what I've been doing all my playthroughs is. I've just been making my worst art, my worst statistical character, my dancer. So to overcome the RNG screwedness so they can actually be useful in the field because they're mostly going to be dancing every turn. So as of right now, it, it looks like the might end up being my dancer because he is getting RNG screwed hard for me. Ugh, it's, it's, it's not pretty. He's he, he, as soon as I start recruiting people, he's probably going to get benched and I'm sorry to do mm, poor to do poor to do. Nothing for nothing that do can do except for dance the do do dance do 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 did anything else happen before we go to the big battle this month for you? Nope, nothing major. Just um, I I recruited Marianne, so I have Marianne on my team now. I thought I was finally successful in doing that. I'm still trying to recruit Caspar. I'm still making him my Ajunit, although I'm not sure if I have Ajunits yet at this point for me on my playthrough. I didn't write down that note. Whoopsie. It'll be a little bit easier if you hire him for like the mission assistance during the month and then just make sure you're standing beside him all times during all battles. That's what I do. Yeah, that's what I'm doing until I get the Ajunit part unlocked. But we've got ourselves a big old map up here with a giant threat in the middle that looks like he's ready to kill us all because we are introduced to the death knight turns out they were after whatever's in the holy mausoleum which is the casket of saros but we can't let that happen we've got to beat people up but i'm just gonna go on the left and right sides because i don't want to anger the angry skull black armor guy in the middle on a horse because he looks like he'll mess me up and i don't have lysenthia and the dark spikes to help me he also has um, Distant Counter, or I think it's just Counter Attack in this game, and he has like a 25% critical chance. Trust me. I know all about that, because I wanted to see if he had any unique quotes with uh, Caspar or Mercedes, and he actually does with Mercedes, but he doesn't He doesn't with Caspar. Huh, I wonder why he has unique quotes with Mercedes. That's weird. Yeah, he basically, he basically is like, is it you? Was this meeting preordained? And she's just like, um... What? But he's holding a dark seal, which you can use to turn into a dark mage class, but I can just ignore that for now. I'm not going to worry about that and just take out the enemies on the left and right side, charge my units up, meet in the middle, and take out the big bad archbishop in the center who has the weird uh, bird nose thing that I can never remember the name of. Plague Mask. Plague Mask. Thank you. Basically, I, d I did sort of the similar thing, but actually, like, the Death Knight doesn't move on this difficulty. Uh, yeah, goodness. so you can actually just go to the squares around him, but it does freak me out because once you get like even like close to the squares that are beside his, he'll turn and look at your unit. I'm like, oh no, please don't, please don't kill me, Death Knight. <laughs> please don't move. I'm I'm on normal. <laughs> In your face, Death Knight. There is something that I did mention. You remember when I was talking about you know those four DLC characters in the last wave? Yes. If you if you switch the camera to Warriors mode. And you go, like, look at the gravestones that are actually right around the Death Knight. There's actually four of them with four unique crests on them. Now, I didn't actually look at... I didn't, like, cross-reference to see what crests were what. 
because I was in the middle of playing, obviously. But there are four unique um, gravestones that are right there with crests on them. So I don't know if that has any connection, but it could be. They had so many insane details on that zoomed-in mode that no one will ever use because it's so freaking inconvenient to use. Yeah. Like, even that even that casket actually has, like, um, you know, like, the picture of the mural and it has, like, the goddess and she's holding her hands together? Yeah. That same, like, that same goddess but in a statue form is actually on top of that casket and there's, like, two dragons sitting on the side of it. And I couldn't tell if the dragons looked like they were in the grave or hanging off the grave because you can only go so far uh, you can't go like any further upwards on it so I couldn't get a good look at it completely <sighs> dang I'm gonna have to start trying to zoom in on stuff I, started, I don't I want s- to I started doing it ever since I was curious about the Xanado map but anyway you can zoom in on that casket where the plague mask guy is waiting and after you kill him you get a cutscene as a reward the seal is broken on the casket but the mage finds a sword rather than the remains of saros the mage takes the blade but byleth knocks the thing from his hand takes it for himself and (laughs) brutally kills this mage (laughs) yes he instantly knows byleth instantly knows how to use this glowing red sword which does not have a crest stone in it as and we learn how that's important later on but after we save the day Catherine enters death knight teleports away and the archbishop pretty much orders the death of everyone involved yeah <laughs> what well, was it the, the in the last level they're like we know that you guys have been slaughtering people <laughs> they're right <laughs> yeah because you're being jerks <laughs> they're gonna kill everyone in the west church <laughs> yes the followers uh, they claim that they are not a part of the church and that they were being deceived, but that doesn't matter. They dead now. It says they were deceived by someone, but that someone is never mentioned, and I think it could be those that slither in the dark. <laughs> oh, man. They even note that many of their brethren have been slaughtered by the church before, and Dimitri's kind of looking on in silence. Mm-hmm. Mm. And and, and Byleth is not there for this conversation. Dimitri is. So Dimitri tells us what happens. He tells us that it was the Western Church. Yeah. Later on, like, the Blue the blue Lions have a meeting discussing the different church branches, and they go into, like, the whole hierarchy of that. I didn't write all that down. Uh, before the chapter ends, we get a cutscene of the Flame Emperor talking to question mark, question mark, question mark, that a sword was in the tomb. And the Flame Emperor actually wants us to have the sword. And gives question mark question mark question mark the death knight to use as he sees fit. Yep. They also know that the crest stone has been removed, which uh, should make uh, it should actually make that sword unusable. But apparently, we can just use it for whatever. We learn that uh, Seteth, aka Setter, as my autocorrect likes to say, Setter is afraid that if we have the sword, a new nemesis, a king of liberation, will arise. Especially since this sword is basically like the most precious artifact in the church, uh, church's possessions. Whereas, like, eh, you can have it. With that, we move on to part one: white clouds, verdant rain, moon, tower of black winds. Sothis comments on the story of the sword. She believes Nemesis and everything is all confusing, and she also can't get a read on Rhea's character. Sothis does note that the Sword of the Creator is different from the other heroes' relics we've seen before. Then she also speaks on how the Crest Stone is missing. But Rhea has given us a mission, and we have to go to the kingdom and eliminate thieves who broke into the... 
broke into House Gautier and stole the Holy Relic, the Lance of Ruin. The Lance of Ruin was stolen by, um, crap, what's his name? Sylvain. Yeah, it was stolen by Sylvain's brother, Miklon. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was about to say, Sylvain didn't steal it. No. <laughs> uh, you know. Uh, no, it's stolen by Sylvain's brother, Miklon, who was not born with a crest. And before that, he's always resented his house. For They basically disowned him. They said, hey, guess what? Our second kid, the younger kid, he's got the crest. You don't pack your stuff and get out. <laughs> we finally learn the mystery of our own crest because we're able to wield the Sword of Craters. Hanneman tells us that we have the lost crest of flames. It's it's almost like a fire emblem, if you will. <laughs> Are you insane? Yes, I am, but that's not the point. What's more important, what's even better than us having learned that we have the crest of flames, is the blacksmith is finally unlocked. Oh, we also met uh, Rodrigue. He's a close friend of Dimitri's father and Felix's father. I'm sorry, he is Felix's father and a close friend of Dimitri's. We also get to meet Gilbert, who seems to have... He's talks about there's someone here who he wants to meet and the the character annette is talking about her father for some reason i i, I don't know these probably two things are probably not connected at all i mean her father's name was gustav after all so i mean <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about get out i don't know uh i do know that from conversations it seemed like dimitri isn't the biggest fan of gilbert and he doesn't like that Rhea signed him with us yeah that part was kind of weird at this point in time, I finally recruited my first member, who was not a original Blue Lions. Cyril is now a part of the squad. Let's get a round of applause for Cyril, ladies and gentlemen. I am sorry, what? That's right. Cyril is now a member of the Blue Lions volleyball squad. You have betrayed me. Nah, Cyril belongs with us. He's going to be a hero. He's going to be the best unit in the game. Oh. He's got the... Okay. He's got those delicious growth rates. Anyways... I uh, can't believe you'd do this. Can't believe you'd do this. Cyril. I can't stand Cyril. Yes, but as we explore the monastery, after we recruit Cyril, which we should all do because he's the best, we get to, we can talk to Javitsa, and he says that Mercedes looks familiar. Hmm. But that's pretty much all he gives us. We can talk to Sylvain, and he seems oddly really excited to take his brother down. He seems very pumped about the idea. <laughs> Let's go kill Miklon. Actually, Sothis actually talks to you in your quarters, too. Uh, she actually ponders about a stone. And then as she thinks about it, she has a pounding in her chest. And she has a quote that says, but is that me or you? I also uh, talked to a random knight, and he says that the knights are being deployed to the Eastern Church to probably take care of them. So it's just like, huh, Rayo, what's going on? We're not being brought in on this one. So... Someone's going down with the Eastern Church, but we're not involved. Is that is that the trip that uh, Geralt goes on? Uh, if he's he might be going there, but for now, Geralt he's visiting your mother's grave, which is at the monastery. Oh, that's odd. What's 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 your mom's body doing at the monastery? Huh. We get to talk to Gilbert, and he tells us of a battle hundreds of years ago, and Dimitri laments about the suffering of the village that. Uh, Sylvain's brother is stealing from. He really feels very angry about that. He doesn't like that as we move on to the actual mission of the month. Okay, so here we are at this nice little battle here. Gilbert will be joining us because he's a good friend. He's going to be stealing experience from us, but we're not going to let that happen. Right, squad? Exactly. He's slow. Uh, Sylvain in the cutscene tells us he's ready to clean up after his elders. And we begin the map. 
it is a nice spiral map where we have to go in one giant loop to get to the center where the Lance of Ruin is waiting for us with Miklan. Lance of Ruin's kind of creepy. It is a very creepy. I I love the look of pretty much all the all the relics, but the Lance of Ruin might be one of the creepier ones with just how it's the bones or of the spear are just sort of jettisoning out. And it twitches and moves. Uh, it's yeah. wonderful. I think it's the only one that I've noticed that does that. Because I don't think the sort of creator doesn't doesn't do that. Neither does uh, a lance belonging to a certain someone doesn't do that either. I'll have to get a closer look. I'll have to pay, pay extra close attention to them. But for now, it's a simple map. you got reinforcements that come from behind and about the halfway point of the map. Everything's pretty simple. You'll If you are if you stick close to the walls, the archers will try to snipe at you. But overall, it's pretty easy. But, uh, pretty easy, but oh, wait, what's that up in the top left corner? That's, that guy has something I can take if I beat him. He has a ring of some sort. And he's a fortress. He's a fortress knight. A fortress knight already. Oh, man. Fortress knight right. is nothing. Uh, uh, yeah, he's nothing. Annette, go take care of him. I didn't have. I actually Annette did. Annette didn't take him. Uh, Annette didn't take him down for me. I was going to. I was going to do that. I was going to go. Um, my guy, or Byleth. I was going to go Byleth since he has Canto and I can retreat easily. But Byleth's like, nah. I just crit him and call it a day. I was like, okay, fair enough. Yeah, it, it, it'll probably be that simple. I'll have Annette move in and she'll use some magic to take this guy down easily. She's. I've got her as a mage right now, but she's using lances to get the lance rank up so she could finally become a Pegasus Knight. After this mission, I think she'll be ready to do that. So let's do this. Fortress Knight, take him down. And wait, the Fortress Knight just used a skill? The Annette, that's right. I've had my first casualty in my Iron Man run. I've lost Annette. I lost Annette on the mission where her father escorts her. I'm glad to pour out some bolinaries for Annette. I swear, I've got 200 hours in this game. This is, I, th- I think, it is the first time I've seen an enemy unit use a skill. I've seen enemy units use gambits a ton. I think this was the very first time I saw an enemy unit use a skill and it gave it the exact amount of HP a damage it needed to kill a net. I was so stunned. Uh, that is brutal. I, and I, I, I guarantee you from here on out, I'm never going to see another enemy unit use an actual skill in the, a combat art, not a skill, a combat art in this game. It's just going to be here. It's just going to be killing it, and it's just going to be to screw with me. But she, she's gone. She's gone forever. Can't go back in time and fix it. Stupid self-imposed rules. But after I kill that guy and get revenge, it's time to take out Miklan. Miklan's pretty easy to take down. I mean, he's only an armored unit, so it'd be pretty easy to take him out with, say, a magic unit. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah, I strolled in there with a net, and I was just like, not today, Miklan. I hate you. But yeah, he he's another guy who doesn't move. He might be tricky if he moved, but he doesn't. Oh, actually, no, I don't think I took him out with a net. I used, uh, it was someone on a horse. See, now I'm getting all my horse units mixed up. <laughs> but I had uh, the combat art that has, like, shove built into it. I can't remember whose it was, but it ended up pushing him off, like, the rehealing point. So he couldn't, <laughs> so he couldn't heal anymore. Cheater. And uh, then I was able to take him down like that. And after that, Mick Lawn just, you know, falls down and dies, and that's it, right? Yeah, he nothing else goes wrong, except for why is his lance glowing? Why why is it oozing out stuff? Oh, dear Lord, we're turning into Akira. <laughs> yes, Mick Lawn transforms. Into a black beast with armor and 
a tutorial that comes with it thanks to Sothis. But play the game. Skip that tutorial. Break its armor by the second turn. Pretty much beat it with no problem. Yeah, that's the thing, though, because you see... I guess he's kind of a lower beast or whatever that he ends up transforming into, because you can, you can actually beat him pretty easily, because no matter where your units are on the map, when everything resumes, basically, like, it groups your units back together, so you can easily just, like, gang fight him, and he's done. Yeah, and once you know how to use gambits, once you know how to break the how the armor break works it's just like yeah this is a simple battle but it's a good little tutorial fight they give you it, i joke that it gives you the tutorial but like reading that tutorial really helped me the first time because <laughs> going into it reading all the previews and watching videos i wasn't quite sure how fighting the armor monsters work but little tutorial just a little bit of reading will help you learn to read kids so after we defeat him uh we get to go back to the monastery Sothis talks about how McLawn's form has changed and almost as if the lands were swallowing him whole. She wonders if the relics hold such power. She says that the power is familiar, and the form is as well. Quote, As one who wields the sword of the creator, does that mean you possess that power too? It's interesting that she says that the lance was swallowing him in whole, and that she recognizes that form. Which I didn't really think about my first time through the Blue Lions playthrough. But after playing Golden Deer... Then playing this again, I'm like, I have a theory, but we're not going to get to that. For now, we have to go back and talk to Rhea. She wants us to make sure that the items turning people into monsters is kept secret. She she doesn't want the people to lose faith in nobles. She asks us to return the Lance of Ruin, and I say, lol, no. Did, did you agree to return the Lance? I've I've hit the no option before just to see what she says and she's like what <laughs> and she she and she slips it's kind of funny because she's like she's like if you would please return the lance of ruin to me so I can return it to House Gautier and then then you select no and she's like what it's like oh okay chill don't don't stab me please and what happened after you gave your answer of yes or no yes I was a good I was a good egg and decided you know what Rhea you've been kind of nice taking me into this whole monastery thing give me a job a place to stay take the lands of ruin don't worry about it no, I'm keeping the lands of ruin and the reason I get to keep it is because if you have Sylvain on your squad you get to keep the lance if you say no oh well there's a paralog with Sylvain yes there is but like straight up it's just like if you just say no Sylvain just gets to have the lance so you have the lance of ruin from here on out yeah yeah you do the it's the same thing with the paralog you for yes but I, I don't I don't need no stinking paralog to get my lance listen I need experience points okay <laughs> after sylvain gets to keep his lance in my playthrough uh we learn from dimitri that house gautier is even more obsessed with crest than a normal than a normal noble house according to him so that gives us a little bit of maybe background into sylvain as we'll see in his support conversations yeah they really do go into the hierarchy here one more thing before we before we move on though i would say that uh Rhea actually says that the transformation to a black beast is divine punishment for being arrogant and foolish enough to use a hero's relic, even though they are, quote, unworthy and unqualified. And she goes hard. I was just like, Rhea, you're scaring me a little bit, please. <laughs> we can also ask her if we'll meet that same fate, but then Rhea's like, eh, that's not going to happen. You got that cool Crest of Flames thing. You'll be fine. Don't worry about it. It's good. <laughs> uh, and we're about to get our brand new mission from Rhea. But wait a second. Setter has run in. Gasp. Flame is missing. I'm sure she's just hanging out. Having some fun. We'll find out what happens in part one. 
White Clouds, Horsebow Moon, Rumors of a Reaper. With Flying Missing, uh, this comes at a time where rumors of someone attacking innocent people at night. These are just rumors as the knights have discovered no remains or any other evidence. And then we get to meet with uh, the students to discuss this mission. Yeah, and I know for me, I now have a really sad-looking gap in between Ash and Dedu, where, where a certain redhead would be. Oh, God, she's not there anymore? No, she's not. She's oh, dead. Oh, no. I thought she would... Because, like, they don't, like, die-die when they're in the student phase. Well, she's not there for me anymore. <laughs> oh, card whiz. Oh, uh... Uh, after I wipe the tears from my eye, uh, Dudu and I uh, actually go to the library where Dimitri's there. Huh. That's weird. He tells us that he was only there doing research and lost track of time, which is totally legit and we shouldn't suspect anything. So the prince will leave Dibidi by and Dudu will take him there. Sothis, however, notices that there's a book mis- misplaced on the shelf. Looking at the book shows a record of donations given to the church from nobility. We find that Ariandel gave a large sum each year until the, until the year 1174, for context, is now the year 1180. But there's nothing connecting the two. Eh, probably nothing. Uh, anyway, we have things to do at the monastery as we run around. At this point, this might have been unlocked before, but I didn't notice, but you can go activate the online traveler function so that I can have my own Ordo meet me in, the, meet me in my monastery and he can have items for sale. What am I selling? Because I don't think I activated mine yet. Yeah, I don't think you're there for me yet. So. Eh, it happens. But the our missions this month include giving Cyril a love letter and help and getting Bertha her and getting herbs to help Dorte's friend give birth. You go, Dorte. If you don't remember, Dorte is Marianne's horse. For now, we have to look around for clues. We have to question all of the professors because all of them are suspects and we have really intense walking around the monastery music because this game just got serious but uh, i talked around in the monastery i got all those red explanation points and i'm, I'm pretty sure i just need to go to jerita's house but i'm i'll i can wait a month to do that it's only flying she's just hanging out having a good time i've got missions to do including dedu's mission oh, I, did this. An... I did this one as well Yes, there is an uprising in Dusker, and Dimitri got us permission to go there. <laughs> we got to, we've got to navigate a map before too many green units are killed. And apparently the red units in this map are uh, Dusker units, and the green units are from the kingdom. And we're just knocking out or the red units. We're, we're not killing them, apparently, because we're just telling them, hey, calm down. But you have to beat them up with fire and swords to do that. But... A little weird, but okay, you make the rules game. My Pegasus Knight Ingrid, and I would have had Pegasus Knight Annette, but Pegasus Knight Ingrid saved the day, and we got large bouillon for all the lives we saved. We did it. Yeah, we did it. This is for you, Annette. What the heck? As I'm looking around the monastery, Annette's there. What the heck? She's there to remind you of your failure. I hope you're happy. She is. She uh, says that there are a lot of rumors surrounding a death knight who kidnaps people in the town. But I don't know why this ghost is telling me this. This actually goes into a complaint that I have. A complaint that I didn't have before because I didn't know it was a thing. I wish that if you have a, like in my case with Annette, if you have a student fall during the student phase of the game, I really wish that there could have been a scene where like 
yeah, I don't trust you as a professor anymore. You got me seriously hurt. I'm going to transfer to another house and you can't get me back. I really wish the game had done something like that to so that there's context for why they're not with you anymore, even though she's clearly still at the university. She just doesn't hang out with the black, the blue lions anymore. She could have joined the Black Eagles to make it sting a little bit more. I know that would have been great if she if she just joined the Black Eagles or the Blue Lion or the Yellow or the Golden Deer. It would have been really great. And it, it would have made sense because other students can transfer to you. Why can't you have a student transfer to them? It would make a whole lot of sense contextually and would add a little bit of element. But it's not there. She's just kind of hanging around the monastery and not traveling with us to missions anymore. And it's not addressed at all. Well, Ash, Ash and Ash actually mentioned that something like this happened last year. And uh, there's a couple of NPCs that are like, huh, I think something similar also happened last year. Oh, well, uh, it's the end of the month and I didn't actually go there. So the game forced me to go to Jaritza's house. Uh, yeah. So uh, Ingrid approached me and said, hey, we figured out where this is. And instead of me actually going there. So thank you for solving the mystery, Ingrid. You saved the day. And when we get there, we see that Manuela is injured and she's pointing to a secret passage in the back of his house, in the back of the room. I had some weird, like, Ace Attorney vibes from that scene. I don't know why. It's like, oh, she's been knocked out, but she's pointing exactly where, conveniently, where we need to look for a secret passage. Oh, poor Manuela. Poor Manuela, but uh, Dimitri is good enough to escort her back, so we don't get Dimitri for this map, or Annette. Uh, and we get to see Flane and some other girl on the ground as the Death Knight approaches us, talking about our sword. He's like, oh, the sword, yes, you're here. Fight me. Not in that voice. Hurt me more, Snake. Hurt me more. Something like that. Yeah, and we move on to the map. It's another decently sized map, but there are a bunch of teleporters around, so you can split your... Split the party. Luckily, the right side of the map is very light, so you probably only need, like, two units to do that and have everyone else focus on the left side of the map. Yeah, those teleporter things have a crest on them, too. Really? Yeah, I think it's the crest of the fissure dragon. I could be wrong, though. The people on the right side, they go through a series of winding tunnels that leads to a big room where you can activate a lever and activate, like, six more teleporters that you'll inevitably get lost using but you got to do it so you can open some more chests so you can deactivate some tiles that the death knight's standing on to make him actually beatable and i will say he was beaten by me in this map oh i didn't Felix, get to him. i i managed to he will teleport away if you defeat all of his uh units around him but i left one alive just so i could try to beat the death knight and felix punched the hell out of the death knight i'm proud of him oh good for felix he does mention that he wanted to cross blades with the Death Knight. He did, and he got a, a Dark Seal as a reward. But sadly, he's not down forever as the Flame Emperor teleports in, and then the, him and the Death Knight teleport out. If you zoom out to Warriors mode, <laughs> yeah, I I did want to actually zoom out. It turns out like Flame and the mysterious girl who we do not know that are passed out in front of like this like big table looking thing. There's some cloths on it too. And if you look around the room, you can actually see there's a series of, like, tubes and, like, uh, they're not flasks, but they're flask-shaped. Oh, my God. What do you call them? It's like, like something... Be like beakers? And... No, Are you no, talking it, about, like, from a chemistry no, standpoint? It's something like you would see oil put in. If you look around that room, it's like, oh, I wish I, I wish I could explain it better, but, you, but if you see it in Warrior's mode, you'll be able to see what I'm talking about. Oh, well... 
I didn't get a chance to see that, but it, it doesn't matter. Flane is safe, and as well as this girl, Monica, she she's also safe. Yay. But Flane want, has asked to join the Blue Lion Volleyball Squad. Please don't give her a dumb uniform. It's too late. It's already done. You tricked her using a fish. Yes, I did. Seth informs us that Flane has special blood. Ooh, spooky. But we learn that... Uh, Indeed, Flane, Monica, and Manuela. Manuela is okay, but it's time as we move on to the next month. Uh, we have a talk. Sorry about that. We have a talk with Geralt as he wants to tell us to search this room if things go bad. But how are things going to go bad? He's our father figure in a Fire Emblem game. Nothing's going to go wrong. He says, if I die. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Yeah. You ain't going to die. That. And that'll be it for these, this chapter of the Emblem Sport Play Along Fire Emblem Club thing that we do. Yeah, I think that went a little bit, uh, these three chapters went a little bit smoother. We're finally starting to get to like some of the more meaty points of the story. Yes, and it's about to get meatier as next time we'll play chapters 7 through 9. I hope you like fishing. Heck yeah, I gotta get that professor level up since I'm not spending renown points. But with all that said, you can follow us at Emblem Supports on Twitter. Me at Plan Ordo on Twitter and him at KD Corley. With all that said, chapter complete.